I'd like to, though, uh, to spend a few minutes, as we do usually on Sundays, uh, focusing on the parasha. I see Bani Eskeva is in presence, and Bani asked a question on Shabbat, which I'd like to quickly address. Bani asked that according to Rashi, he's quite the scholar, according to Rashi, that the Mishkan is purposed to be a kapara, an atonement for Egil. Uh, there's a little bit of a difficulty in approaching these descriptions and pesukim. If Am Yisrael, if the Jewish nation fell at Egil, wouldn't you think it would be a slow and gradual build-up in terms of their relationship with God? Instead, well, you fell with a sin akin to Avodah Zarah, and what's the way of Fixing that, well, we threw it all at you, a sanctuary for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a Mishkan. Isn't that a bit much? I went so far down the extreme in one direction. You're going to push me on my pathway back to the other extreme? How is the Mishkan appropriately a kapara, an atonement for the sin of Chaita Egel? Shouldn't there have been a certain tiptoeing, a, a certain slow progression to getting there? I would suggest from one of the first Pesukim in this week's parasha that we might arrive slowly at an answer. The Pasuk says that Moshe is commanded to bring his brother Aharon and to clothe him. Ve'asita kodesh le'aharon achicha. Moshe was commanded that he make these big de kodesh, these clothing of sanctity, of holiness for Aharon, his brother, lechabod ultifaret. The clothing was supposed to be a kabod and a tifaret, a glory and splendor manifestation through those clothing. Those words, that description, especially in light of what we're beginning to think about, migilat ester, are a little bit troubling. If you think about clothing and the outer trappings of human beings, you think about the beginning of Megillat Esther, go no further than the fourth pasuk in Megillat Esther, Ahashverosh is throwing a party, Behar Oto, in order to show, et osher kebod malchuto, there's the word kabod, ve'et yekar tiferet, the description in the Pasuk is that Ahashverosh is throwing a lavish, extravagant, in your face, materialistic party, Lechabod Ultifaret. How is it appropriate that in any way we parallel Ahashverosh to the Bigde Kohen? To the big day, Kohen Gadol. That's a strange and that's a strange symmetry. In fact, one opinion that I saw recently in the Midrash suggests that Ahashverosh was perhaps wearing the big day Kehuna Gidola, and that's uh, that's what the description is in the Pesukim. But leaving that aside, isn't that funny? Isn't that strange that Aharon HaKohen was to wear clothing that, in some way, were similar to the party of? the most vain and uh, material of all people, Ahashverosh. I would suggest, though, that that is exactly the point in response to uh, Bunny's question. The Mishkan was not an extreme on the opposite end of the spectrum from where the people had fallen. The Mishkan was taking the material, accepting the Kabod and Tif'aret, but sanctifying it. It was taking the same materials and the same metals, the uh, Zahav and Kesef and Nehoshet, which were at the party of Ahashverosh, which were in every great kingdom. The techelet, the argaman, the royal colors and dyes and fabrics which were used in the Mishkan. And instead of saying we're distancing ourselves from those entirely, we accept them, we embrace them, but we find within them a certain meaning, a certain sanctity, a certain connectedness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's more than just a Mishkan. It's greater than just clothing of Kohen Gadol. 
It's even more magnificent than a party of Ahashverosh. It describes a direction for each of us in our lives as we're searching for meaning. Do we only find it in the moments where it's pristine and pure? Do we only find God and a connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu when we're studying Torah and praying in the Knis? Or can we, must we find it in the Zahav and the Kesef and the Nehoshet in the business uh, room, in the uh, supermarket, uh, in the car on the highway, in every and any situation, in the most physical, material circumstances, the Torah is commanding us, Bani, slowly, before you get to the distant, spiritual, holy, which is removed from this world existence, find it in this world. In truth, Clothing as a representation, as a paradigm of sorts, I've always believed very much represents this. You see, clothing come about after sin. Clothing in Bereshit, at the very onset of human beings, the way the Torah describes it to us, it didn't exist. Adam and Hava were naked and they weren't embarrassed. And then, after eating from Etzadah, their eyes are open to their nakedness, after which they craft for themselves loincloth, they cover themselves. HaKadosh Baruch Hu then, before sending them out, makes for them kotnot or vayalbishem. He crafts for them clothing. Clothing then, the way the Torah seems to describe it to us, is the material way of life. After sin, you're living in this world, you have to wear clothing. Dirty, disgusting, unnecessary, but uh, live in this world. There is a well-known midrash which says, In the Sefer Torah, which had the annotations of Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir Baal Hanes, they found written in it that instead of reading it as kotnot or with an ayin, which means leather or hide, it was or with an alif, which only a Sfaradi, only a Syrian could really appreciate. Or with an ayin, meaning hide or leather, as opposed to or as meaning light. I remember being in yeshiva and rabbi said nobody would knew what he was talking about. If an Ashkenazi says it, nobody understands the difference. Or was Rabbi Meir understood it. The opportunity within those clothing to find light. Ora will have a derasha on Megillat Esther and truth coming up that Ora la Yehudim hayeta Ora v'simcha en Ora ela Torah. The light which can be found even in clothing, and the most material after-sin existence is what this week's parasha, parasha Tesaveh, is focused upon. It's what the Mishkan was all about. It's the lives that we live. The Gemara in Masechet Shabbat and Dafkof Yod Gimal has a derasha. The Pasuk says, We say it on Shabbat, because of course those Pesukim and Sha'ya are referring to Shabbat. What's the kabod? Sammy? Chok? This week? Yeah? Oh, okay, no. Uh, the Gemara says that the interpretation of that kabod, ironically, is clothing. It's clothing. Rabbi Yohanan, the Gemara goes on to say, would refer to his maneh, meaning his clothing as mechabdotai, those which respect me, those which give me glory and honor. The Gemara later on, Daf Kofiotet in Masechet in Shabbat, describes how Rav Hamnuna was talking to the Resh Galuta, explaining the Pasuk of Likdosh Adonai Mechubad. What's the Kadosh and Mechubad? It's Yom Kippur. How's that Yom Kippur? It's a day on which we're sanctified. We separated ourselves from eating, drinking, and all sorts of bodily functions, but... We still have a kabod, kesut nikiyah. We're still wearing clothing, which is 
somehow representing the opportunity within a physical to tap into a spiritual. The description then at the onset of this week's parasha of the kabod and tif'aret of the begadim of Kohen Gadol. The description of last week's parasha of the zahav, the kesef, the nehoshet, the chelet, argaman, tolad, shani, and so on and so forth is all seemingly out of place. It's not the way I want to get closer to HaKadosh Baruch I want to remove myself from that unless both, Bonnie, in terms of stepping along the path of repentance, as well as living life in the real world, the true way in which we'll oftentimes find HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is not through an escape, but rather through an involvement. It's through finding within the Bigadim, which could represent the Lashon of Begid, Bigida, betrayal, Me'il, Me'ila, betrayal, instead, find within it a Kotnot or with an aleph, find light within it. It's a, a challenge I think we all live with on a consistent basis. I've told so many stories that have affected me. I'll just mention one which I've told, but it's worth telling again, at least in my opinion, how we can transform those physical drives that we have and sanctify them if we use them right. The story that he told more than once that Rabbi Dr. Norman Lamb Alav HaShalom told. He studied when he was a young man in the shi'ur of Rabbi Soloveitchik, my father's rabbi, many years later. But earlier, in the early years, in the 1950s, he was in the shi'ur and the rabbi used to give shi'ur one week and then he would be away for the weekend and then come back the next week. He lived in Boston. He came back the next week and he wanted to review the class from the last week, the shi'ur. So he t- called on Norman Lamb, I assume he called him Nachum, and he said to him, so tell me the explanation of the Tosafot. Uh, so Rabbi Lamb, as a young man, I wasn't certain exactly what he's supposed to respond, so he reviewed what the rabbi had said last week. He cut him off in the middle of the rabbi and said, that's not what I was looking for. I asked you to explain the Tosafot. He said, but the rabbi, you already explained the Tosafot. He said, no, 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 I asked you to explain the Tosafot. I'm going to open my mouth and suggest an explanation to the Tosafot when the rabbi already gave an explanation. And he said to him, let me teach you a lesson for life, young man. You seem to believe the only way to worship HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with your Yeser HaTob, is by fitting in line, just repeating what the rabbi told you. Where's your Yeser Hara, which is channeled for good? Where's your ability to find your own interpretation within this? It seems ego-driven. It's not. It's your own interpretation. It's your way, your life, and finding within it sanctity and Kedushah, the Mishkan, the Big Day Kohen Gadol, and perhaps the celebration of birthdays as well, can represent for each of us life in this world, which is not one of escape, but immersion in a true sense, in a spiritual sense. Instead of finding the coarse and physical reality of clothing to be something disgusting that we run away from, find the opportunity like Rabbi Hanan, or better yet, like Aharon Ahakohen, to find within it a kabod and tifaret. Baruch Adonai Amen. 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 Amen.